Yeah. And is, if anything, you want to share any stories too? Oh ahead. Lord, yeah. awesome! I don't know. Um, but yeah, laws. Of- but you know the laws of the land, and it's like I know exactly. What I mean. Okay, I was like, so Lord, for my witness, because I love Jesus, and that's what's so vitally important to me. Yeah. How's that gonna work out if I walk in this place or something and somebody looks at me and they're like, "Hey, man, I know you. You're supposed to love God. You're supposed to love Jesus. So why aren't you wearing a mask? Do you not care for everybody else?" Yeah. See how fast that dynamic can shift. Yeah. So I've kind of just prayed on them a little. I can't yeah. say that I've deeply, really interceded about the matter because it's not been that important to me. That sounds horrible, but that's the truth. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I'm just so like, I just kind of ask, and then, you know, I just kind of felt it out in my heart. Yeah. I was like, every time I go, I just kind of feel it out. I kind of, and I feel like me and the Lord have this relationship and this understanding where it's like, it's kind of like what it says in the Word when it talks about, you know, if you're drinking milk and the meat, you know, oh, it talks yeah, about causing someone offense or stumbling. Yeah, yeah. So I'll kind of check my heart, and, you know, there's been a time or two when I felt like, go ahead and wear it. And I thought, well, okay, if I'm supposed to minister to somebody in there, I don't want that to be the cutoff to where they're like, well, yeah. you're not wearing a mask, so don't even talk to me. Cause, yeah. Because then I can't bring them whatever I feel God wants me to. But I'll be honest, and it's on record, and I don't care. <laughs> there's been other times that I'm just like, nope. Yeah. I'm like not wearing it. I was like, I don't care who looks at me what way. It's all yeah. good. If somebody asks me, I'm just going to be like, look, bro, covered by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Pray for you. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. And I'll be like, I'm not sitting here licking handrails. Yeah, you know, same here. I'm not going around licking people's faces or nothing, dude. But it's like, I, I just have. It's this. It, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Even like in some places, too. I'm just like, it just, it doesn't even make sense logically. Like there's some restaurants you have to wear it. You can you don't have to wear your mask outside, but you have to wear it to walk in the door. Then once you get to your table, you can take it off. No but sense it's like, at all. I'm like, how does that? It doesn't really. No it doesn't sense make sense to me. I mean, like you said earlier, I'm no scientist, so I don't really know. <laughs> I'm to, just like. Uh, it's ridiculous to me. That I mean, that that aspect that you just talked about is absolutely atrocious to me. I'm just like, yeah. how does that make a huge difference? You walk six feet from the front door to the counter. <laughs> yeah. Then you've took it off, basically in the same space that's being shared for when you walked in with it on, yeah. and everyone else did the same or didn't do. I mean, it, it literally is just like, kind of like, and I'm gonna quote my dad Tim Curry on this. It's it's like having a screen door and a submarine. <laughs> that's good. That, that's my dad. Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's my dad. He he came up with that. Yeah. So I wanted to give honor and credit where it was due. He says that a lot, but but it's the truth. I'm like. What are we trying to accomplish here exactly? You know, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's. I wonder. I actually listened to a thing last night about like symbolism of masks or something. I need to re-listen to it because I was kind of like falling asleep. But then I, that kind of makes me think of what you said. What are we trying to accomplish here? Like, I just kind of wonder, like, what if there's some weird like psychology or some weird hidden agenda behind it or something. But I remember he was com- he even brought up, and I thought about that before too. I was like, man, it's kind of like. I mean, it's like uh, Middle Eastern culture, no? Yeah. 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 You gotta wear your mask when you go out if you're a woman, but now it's right. everybody here. But there is, I think there is a lot of, I, my mom had to, I don't normally watch the news, uh, I probably should, but my mom had the news on today, and there's like a, a shooting out, I think it was in California, and a guy shot two cops, and yeah. took off running, and they don't know who he is because he was wearing a mask, so it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah. You know, in the scriptures talk about, man, everything done in darkness. Yeah. Concealed in darkness will be revealed in the light. Isn't it crazy how much we're trying to be pushed, honestly, into a place of hidden, into a place of darkness, into, if, if you think about it that way. Yeah. Now, some people will be like, come on, man, that's that's going a little too far. But, but is it really going too far? Because there's so much that can be concealed behind a mask. Yeah. You know, that even reminds me of the scripture, and I know some might would be like, well, that's kind of that's kind of reaching, man. No, not really. Not if you're me, and that's what's going through my brain. It's I'm yeah. reaching, but I'm reaching for the truth, yeah. and which is the word says the devil masquerades as an angel of light. Yeah. Masks as an angel of light. Masks yeah. as an angel of light. And of course, we have people wearing spiritual mask out in plain sight and all different kinds of masks but it's yeah. just too icky to me yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and that's the thing man even when I thought about at times at Walmart wearing it I was like this just feels icky yeah this doesn't feel right there's something about it that just seems completely if I felt like Holy Spirit was like yes definitely do this the, the times I did wear it it wasn't even necessarily because I felt like Holy Spirit was like man I am for this this isn't me yeah. it really just went back to that Hey, let's just not offend anyone. Yeah. Because it's easy to be rebellious and have that attitude and go, well, I don't give a crap who I offend. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not scriptural either. Yeah. You know, well, I'm a rebel for Christ. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good, great. I mean, that's fantastic. You know? <laughs> yeah. But we still have to show love. Yeah. And, you know, if, if I have a word for somebody or something, and if that's going to be roadblocked yeah. by my rebellious and stubbornness, yeah. Wow. Heart check time, you know. It's yeah. like, what's more important to me, wearing a stupid mask for a few minutes, or giving somebody a word from the Lord that may be life-altering, life-changing, that yeah. sets the course for the rest of their life. So, that's kind of how I weigh I'm it out. The, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I can't stand them. I don't like wearing the mask, but then at the same time, most usually the like, yeah, it doesn't actually. I shouldn't say I don't. I can't stand them. Like it really doesn't bother me that much. It's just more obnoxious, I guess. Yeah. But most of the time. I don't wear it just because I forget. Because I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm just not out in public all that much anymore. And now I've gotten used. To, I mean, everybody in here is wearing one. Like I've gotten used to people wear, seeing people wear them. Yeah. And it's like I don't even realize. Even when I see other people wear them, I don't realize I don't have one on. I'm yeah. just like, eh. just. But it's really that is really weird though that it's just normal now. It's just people in masks. That's what they're trying to make it normal, see? Yeah, and that's concerning to me, but I don't really know why. It's just everybody's face is hidden. I think true Christians, man, genuine believers that really have a real relationship with God. And I mean, you know, not kiddie pool Christianity, but I'm talking about who actually really have a midways to deep water relationship with God who has Holy Spirit discernment realizes there's something more going on to this than just like... Oh, some people are getting sick. There's a lot more to this than that. A yeah. lot more to this than that. Yeah. Um, you know, because fear, you know, I told the men's group at the beginning of this year, and I know I keep going over and it's old hats some people because they're probably like, oh, God, dude, I'm so I'm so tired of hearing it. We know. Oh. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. <laughs> but that's what the Lord told me at the beginning of the year. He said, have faith. Yeah. He was like, I want to, he said, I want to increase your faith. He's like, because in some ways your faith is like huge. But it's like in other ways, it is tiny, 
morsel sized. Oh yeah, that's hurtful. Yeah, no, I, I mean I feel the same <laughs> that's way. Like, thanks, Jesus. Thanks. Even that's even areas I've had faith and made progress before, it's like now they're coming up again, and I'm just like, and part of me's like I don't even want to try. Like I'll pray, and I'm like. <laughs> seems too hard to have faith. Like, I just, like, I just, I don't know, it's weird. I don't know if I'm lazy or what. I think we all suffer from the Peter syndrome. We start yeah. out zealous, we start out with a great boldness and a great affection. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not even just a, it's not a faith act. That's not the, that's not the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that's not necessarily payoff, see, because yeah. Peter wanted to get to Jesus because of the great affection, yeah. not the great payoff. He didn't yeah. want to get to Jesus to go, man, check me out. I walked on water. Yeah. He's like, look at me, everyone. Rome, all of Rome. It's, yeah. You know, hailing him. Like, look at Peter. He walked on water. That was never his goal. He was, he was seized by the power of a great affection. He saw who? His Messiah. He saw his friend. He saw his Savior. He saw love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he was after. Yeah. So I think we all start at that point on. Not, well, some of us don't. Some of us are just very content going, I'm a little scaredy cat and I'm going to stay in the boat because yeah. it's safe, it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, there's no need in jumping out of the boat because, you know, it's cool. Jesus sees me. He can come and get me. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. Yeah. I've said that before in my, yeah. my spiritual journey with the Lord a couple of times when I was like, you know what? coming after you Lord I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. being real I'm just being yeah, real no, same and I was like if you want me you come and find me you know yeah. where I'm at and yeah. some people hear that and they're like oh, you would say that yeah. and, like, and you would think some of the things that you do I'm like come on man yeah. like, God sees it all he yeah. knows man so you know we, we look at Peter and we go okay he's seized by the great affection so we, we start that way we jump out of the boat and we're like, yes. And it's like, that is my dude. Yeah. It's like, I am going for him. Yeah. And we start out great. And then, you know, crackle of lightning and we're just like, Woo! Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, this is this is good. I'm still going after him. Yeah. 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 But the more and more circumstances start happening, distractions, not even circumstances, yeah. distractions. Yeah. Oh, like if you're like me and you have like severe ADHD and stuff like that <laughs> and like, I tell my wife, I'm like, in my head every day, it's like seven different choirs singing seven different songs. That's how <laughs> yeah. it is. So you're trying to put your affection and, and faith on this one spot. Here comes circumstance number one. Here comes circumstance number two. Then here comes distractions on top of those. You look yeah. at your lightning, your thunder, rain, and then the waves come. Yeah. And they come crashing. So then there's the noise and there's the actual waves. And before you know it, you're just like... I'm thinking this was a <laughs> terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like, where did all that zeal and passion go? Yeah. But part of it was fear. And and another part of it, and this is what Holy Spirit really been teaching me, was mistrust in your identity. Yowza. Yeah. Mistrust in your identity. Huh. And I say that because if I really know this Jesus, then I'm seized by this great affection then I know he loves me. All things are possible. He said that many times. All things are possible. Nothing is going to stop me from getting to him. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. have to worry about waves, bro. I've got the spiritual yeah. surfboard is going to get me there. When <laughs> I trust, When I trust in my identity, though, when I sit there and go, 
oh crap, dude, I can't get past this wave. Oh gosh, you know, when yeah. I start letting all these things, like monkeys sitting on my shoulders, yeah, that's when I sink. And Jesus, yeah. you notice he didn't walk over and beat Peter, beat Peter half to death with a big condemnation message. You know, he wasn't like, you scallywag. He's like, I can't believe it's not yeah. butter. You know, <laughs> hey, all he simply did is went over and said, man, why'd you doubt? Yeah. And I know some people think he probably went over super stern and like lying to Judah ready to rip his head right off his shoulders. Yeah. I highly doubt that's what it was like. Probably. Why? Peter was already scared. Yeah. Peter had already failed. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So I see that Jesus went over. This is how my spirit interprets it. Jesus goes over and says, man, and just looks at him kind of shaking his head side to side with this like sheepish grin. Yeah. And he's just like... Peter, why did you doubt? Yeah. Peter. Yeah. It's like, come on, Peter. We, yeah. we, we keep going through this, but not in a condemning way, in a loving yeah. way, is to say, hey, listen, I'm just glad you stepped out, man. Yeah. So that, like I told somebody through a text I was sending just a while ago for you, even you can't have momentum without a start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't have momentum without a start. Yeah. Well, I got momentum in my spiritual journey. That's because you started somewhere. Yeah. Peter started in the boat and started yeah. out of the boat and carried momentum. Yeah. You know, to get to the one he was greatly seized by that great affection. Yeah. So, coming back to us relating to that, what I was starting to say, that whole point before I went on the whole Red Sea rabbit trail. Yeah. Was just that I think we all start out pretty great. A lot of times, yeah. we're zealous, we're passionate, we have this big faith, and then literally, literally, it probably was only five minutes later that Peter sunk in that water, yeah. if the reality's told, because here you are in the midst of a storm, there's not a lot of time to think. Yeah. So he probably had about five minutes or less, and so quickly those storms come, boom, they knock the breath out of you, they knock the wind out of the sails, yeah. and before you know it, your great faith looks like, well... Smaller yeah. than a mustard seed, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, man, it happens, but yeah, I love that Jesus was so quick again to pick him right up. Yeah. What's what, what's crazy is it never says that I've seen. Maybe I've just read a different translation, whatever. But I, I didn't see in translation where it said he put him back in the boat. Yeah, I've not seen that. I don't know if he carried him. We don't know if he choke slammed him. We don't know what he did exactly. But we just know he didn't condemn him. Yeah. And that as a good shepherd, as a good savior, he just loved him. Yeah. And I love the picture that he walks over and reaches out his hand and he's just like, he doesn't stand there with his arms crossed. You know, he could have been a total butt about it and stood like 100 feet away and be like, Peter. Yeah. Like Arnold's like, you have found me. <laughs> do the chopper now. He didn't do that. He, man, oh, man, I just feel the Holy Spirit right now. So powerful. He came to him. Yeah. He could have scolded him from afar, man. But to tie this in with the prodigal son, when the prodigal son fell and ran away, it says the father was looking for him and ran to him. Yeah. So Peter fell after having great faith and having no faith in Jesus to him yeah common theme here my friends for those listening (laughs) for those here in reality i don't even have to share that i just figured might as well hit it just because you always say interesting stuff anyway so yeah man it it just it's just in me bro yeah i mean it's i know it is yeah uh, i love talking to you i talk too much so (laughs) you talk you say no no you say interesting things no i like listening (laughs) man you even the 
stuff you said. I remember that one night. You, I don't even know what happened that led up to it, but when you said all that stuff over me, that stuff's still sticking with me, all those words. Like you always say, like, it's not of you, it'll fall to the ground in a million pieces. And I'm like, it hasn't yet. Because it just hasn't, like, left uh, my mind. I mean, there's times where, like, I'm not thinking about it, of course. Sure. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, all that stuff. And then you, you quoted Aladdin a couple times. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. But, yeah. That was good. I've, I've like, kind of wanted to... It's weird. Like, sometimes people... Well, like, I've kind of wanted to, like, quote that back to you sometimes. And I don't know if it's, if it's like, right to do that or not. But... Yeah, you kept saying the one with the gold makes the rule. The one with the yep. gold makes the rule. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I remember. It was that one. Being up in the, the tower and having a new perspective. Yeah. You're looking out the window and seeing a new, seeing things new and to dig. To yeah, dig, to that's dig deeper. That, that's, yeah. that's really stuck with me is, and that's, I think that was like a perfect, perfect word, a perfect time too. Because like, like you were talking about it and, just a second ago about how you sometimes get uh, like there's been times where you get frustrated with God or this or that it was just like I from last fall I think up until maybe like midsummer, it was just like kind of stronger and stronger just kind of just well maybe not stronger and stronger but just kind of a real struggle with apathy yep. where it's just like I don't care and it was just like I'd, even reading my Bible I'd just be like I'd still do it but it was just like almost the joy of it had left or something or I just it was like I don't really, like you were going through the motions yeah or something it, but it was yeah it was like it, yeah I just didn't really care and there was just almost like this and I posted something on Facebook about it yesterday too because I was just I think some of it was like I mean I don't know maybe lost my dog and then selling my house it was I think it's just a transition period in my life where I feel like like you kind of come to this end point of what I know of myself or something and so it's like I was just kind of coming coming to an end of a season or something and so everything just kind of felt like uh, this vanity I guess is a better way to put it vanity and I, would, I don't know it was just a struggle with apathy and then and then you said that and it just was a reminder to like yeah pick up the shovel and keep digging what you said and then I'm gonna hit something and then dig around it and have to figure it out and it's it's weird because like I, it's one of those things like I, I like ever since you said that like I'll be thinking and I'm like I feel like maybe this is what that word means but then I'm like I don't want to I feel like every time I've ever done that with God it ends up being something else I'm like oh this is what I've been digging for and then it'll end up being something else and I'm like oh I was wrong so I don't know but it's, it's pieces yeah yeah but it's been good the past um, especially the past I think few weeks have been even better I think I just just with like reading the word and having the passion and love for it again and then uh, doing those I've been trying to do those paintings and keep up with those too yeah, and stuff so awesome. yeah but then I mean I'm not sure exactly what I'm digging for but it's it's still fun digging I don't know it's not a, not always fun but it's yeah when you find something I'm just kind of learning that more and more just to just dig yeah yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah. man, it's like, the Lord's very mysterious. He's yeah. very simple sometimes. And then other times he's amazingly complex, like ridiculously complex. Yeah. Where we went from Forrest Gump to Albert Einstein in like two seconds. And 
<clears throat> you know, one thing he's been speaking to me here recently, and this is this is cool. I'm glad you're recording this man. It's about yeah. it's from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, nice. I love movie references. <laughs> I love yeah. it too, man. Yeah. But how Winnie the Pooh is amazing. <laughs> you have this little bear. Yeah. Who's just always? He's just like, oh, bottom. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's just always got this childlikeness to him. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And and he just kind of piddles around, and you know, not necessarily people could look at that in one sense and be like, oh my gosh, there's no the, the bear has no direction. He just does whatever <laughs> and kind of. Well, I'm looking at it from the other side, from the other extreme. He has this like, I'll equate it with a parallel of like childlike faith. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't let the cares of the world strangle out the joy that's inside of him. Yeah. He's always loving to be around people. He's always yeah. loving to, to, to just be, to be present in the moment. Yeah. One cool thing about it is that he is always honey. It's always what he's looking for. Yeah. There's always a, a pot of honey he's looking for. Now, you know, where some could go, okay, well, that's gluttony. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's got a little tummy and all. But I look at it as he's always in that present place of trying to be where the sweetness is. Yeah. He's yeah. always trying to be where the presence is. And I yeah. equate that with us as oh, kids. That's good, yeah. With a child on mentality. Yeah. Now we flip we flip sides and we go over to Eeyore, everyone's favorite apathetic <laughs> emo donkey. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I, lo- I love it because he's, how he's felt, one of my basically. favorite characters. Yeah, so yeah. when he's said apathy, like, that's who I equate with because he's like, whoa, boo, yeah, I'm just going to sit over that's here. That's a good comparison. That's kind of how I felt. I'm like, right. And then even if I'm not like depressed per se, it's just like I don't care. And then it's like almost borderline depression anyway. Because you're like, it, and it really is like that. Yeah. And you always see him depicted in the cartoon. <laughs> He's always got the little clouds over his head. And stuff. <laughs> I've been that donkey. Yeah. Fifty million times <laughs> in my life, man. I sincerely have. Donkey. I have been that donkey. I'm gonna make a shirt that says that. I have been <laughs> that donkey, dude. And. Uh, <laughs> What I realized in that, because you know, there's times when he pops out of that for a second. Yeah. His friends rescue him, that he's helpful, or he says something helpful. There's even nuggets of joy hidden within Eeyore, because he'll joke about things, he'll make some kind of sarcastic remark or whatever. But he always paints himself over into a corner, an apathetic place, where he's like, there's just no hope, you know, or whatever. And so. I love the two the two sides of it, and for whatever reason, like Holy Spirit speaks to me in weird, crazy ways sometimes, and that that's something that's been going through my heart here lately. Um, actually, it's Psalms 81 for about three or four days in a row. Yeah, get your Bible out for me. Yeah. I'd rather let's look at it on the old school. Um, Psalms 81 for about four or five days. I kept seeing the number 81. This is recently, just constantly. And I was like, oh, okay, what? What, what, Lord? I was like, what does this have to do with anything at all? Yeah. My goodness, I love it. <laughs> Where are we at? There we are. But if you go down, um, let's see. It's New King James. So yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to say Psalms 81, 13. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to him, but their fate would endure forever. And this is the part that really spoke to me. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock, I would have satisfied you. That's good. 
and, and so the poo stuff started yeah. was kind of happening inside the poo happening inside <laughs> love it was happening inside at the same time as that being downloaded to me that if we'll keep like Jesus said forbidding all the children to come unto me for such is the kingdom dude we, we lose sight of that so often because yeah. we always think coming before God even myself dude constantly it's like I gotta be a warrior I've gotta be ready to rip God's face off yeah there's yeah. a time for that yeah but what a lot of people don't realize is David if you do the research and historically search out how old he was he pretty much was still a child yeah, yeah. Whoa, so wait a minute. Yeah. David wasn't this mighty man of valor in physicality yet. He was basically the teen, I guess, yeah. maybe something like that, but still technically a child, basically. So you parallel that for a moment. Okay, so wait a second here. The children come like children. Those are who will inherit the kingdom of heaven, the, the likeness of children. David had a childlike heart, a childlike faith, a childlike loyalty. He's like, nobody talks about my daddy like that. That's basically what he said. Yeah. He said, who is yeah, this yeah. uncircumcised Philistine? It's like bullies in a schoolyard. Yeah. He's sitting there saying, you don't talk about my daddy like that. And David yeah. stood up. He's the one that was, you know, was like, hey, oh my gosh, wow, Holy Spirit is throwing me for a loop on this one. <laughs> when Saul tried to put his armor adult-sized, oh, everything's yeah. right, supposedly, yeah. appearance-wise, armor on David, David said, I can't, David said, I can't do this. He said, I can't do this. This doesn't suit me. This doesn't fit me. I, I can't move in this because Saul was trying to get him to move in a spirit, was trying to get him to move it. If you really look at the depth context of it in, in a spirit, not just an armor of who he wasn't. David was a child. Yeah. That's who he needed to be. That's who he had to be to take out Goliath. So really, if you, tie all of this stuff in together the whole Winnie the Pooh thing the whole all of it and when I said that I want to go back about Peter when I said it earlier about identity because I didn't touch on that one a lot what I meant by that was I did touch on a little bit but what I meant by it was if I have the faith of a child and I have that faith that says hey Lord you're my dad Jesus you're my king you're my brother you're my savior I don't have to worry about anything I don't have to worry about these waves. I don't have to worry about the noises. I don't have to worry about the distractions. It's not that they're illusions, yeah. but they might as well be. Yeah. Because I'm so confident of my identity to twofold. I'm so confident in your identity as who you are. You're God. Yeah. All things bow to yeah. you. Yeah. You make waves calm. You make waves rise up as walls. Yeah. And then my identity is me who and you who is your son. I'm your son. And so when I have that moment and that encounter of identity, I belong to you and you belong to me. Nothing's going to take me down. Looked at a different way, then Peter doesn't fall. The walls come down. Interesting that that's all we're playing right now. I don't even know if I heard this. I just heard him say it. Dude, it's so just, this is how the world always does stuff. It's fine. But. That, that's what I meant by touching on the identity part because like I think a lot of times we start out real zealous in faith and we're like well, I'm going to do this and 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 God knows the hunger and he knows our heart and he's like man that's awesome and he's like yeah he's like that's so cool you know yeah. I'm so stoked as well yeah 
but then we get caught up in us. We get, yeah. like I've said before, we get caught up in meology. Yeah. Not theology. We get caught instead of heology. Could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> but we do. We get caught up in meology. Me so yeah. scared. Yeah. yeah. You know, me so, I don't want to die. Me so, yeah. I don't want to drown. Yeah, yeah. Or even, I was just thinking, because you referenced Pooh Bear and like, right get caught up in all these other things like I was just thinking about him going for the honey because I remember watching I don't know how many Pooh Bear things there are movies whatever but I remember the one from when I was a kid and he, he used a balloon to ride up to the tree yep. he floated up to get the honey and there were all the bees and this made me think of distractions like you were talking about like he yep. Pooh kind of ignores all those distractions even when they're stinging him and stuff and still goes for that he's honey for that place of sweetness yeah dude yeah. He's, he's after it yeah and what's funny is even when he tumbles and falls, this, yeah. this, <laughs> you have an Eeyore Peter faith and we have an Eeyore, and we have a Peter Pooh faith. It's hilarious, <laughs> dude. Most churches will just throw us out. I'm talking like this. Like, you said Peter Pooh. Sure did. <laughs> the differential there is like, Pooh doesn't go into a corner and just cries about it. Pooh just kind of rubs his belly, rolls around a couple seconds, tumbles down a whole hill yeah. and gets up and says, Oh well, that was a crazy fall. Yeah, let's go find the honey. Yeah, let's find the friends, or let's find the honey. Yeah, or Christopher Robin, who yet again as a child. Yeah. So, Pooh is his constant journey in this whole thing. Yeah, his friendship. He's a role model. Love, man. He's a rolling <laughs> model. And the sweetness. Yeah. Always after the presence. Yeah. Always after the presence. And I'm just like, yeah. Wow, man. I'm like. Holy Spirit, you just draw the craziest stuff. Yeah. I, I love, that's why I love Holy Spirit. He's, yeah. he's nutty. Yeah. And I can't just say that with everybody because people get all religious about it, pharisaical and stuff. He really truly is. Like, for instance, you said stories, okay? So, years ago, when I'd be praying for people and stuff, um, I was in this phase, man, where, because I used to be a pothead. You know, I used to be a big pothead. Um, used to be a big drinker, used to be a big pothead, used to yeah. smoke cigarettes. I've said all this in the last recording. Well, anyway, one thing the potheads, you know, are known for is, uh, aside from just the munchies and you know, <laughs> different stuff like that, is, you know, tripping out, everybody, you know, head trips and stuff. Everybody's like, whoa, I'm so high, man. Yeah. I'm baked. You know, everybody, that was the classic phrasing. I'm baked, man. I'm just yeah. torched, man. So I flipped it around. And because that's who I had been in my life before the Lord completely changed me. And I would pray for people. And so when I would, I would be praying for them. And I was like, Holy Spirit, I was like, just, just encounter these people. I was like, torch them, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I was like, bake their cookies. <laughs> I was like, roll them up and just obliterate them. <laughs> yeah. And some people can handle hearing that kind of stuff because it's yeah. like, whoa, dude, you're acting like the Holy Spirit's like marijuana. No, no. <laughs> Everything the enemy does is a counterfeit and copyright infringement of yeah. what is the Lord's. Yeah. So joy belongs to the Lord. Marijuana basically is a joy illusion, uh-huh. if you will. Yeah. Uh, a temporal joy. Yeah. You know, and the Lord wants us to have resounding joy. You know, um, which could be controversial and debated with everybody. And I'm not into debates and stuff like that. But yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's like. The Lord wants us to have joy without having to take a, you know, bong grip or something yeah. like that. It's like take a grip of the Holy Spirit. Anyway, the point is, so I was praying, prayed for these people. 
and I, I'm just gonna tell you, man. It, it it's not because I said that. So I want to make that very clear. To tell you. It's just because Holy Spirit's so good, and He loved them so much, and He loved me so much, and knew my heart behind it. He honored it, and some of these people got so messed up, dude, in the spirit. Yeah, so messed. That's up. cool. It was awesome. It was That's just cool. like. I mean, just messed up. I guess, and, and what would happen is when I would pray it over other people, it would happen to me too. That's cool. Dude, like you're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, you all got stoned. We all got, yeah, we all got Holy High. Spirit. High would be better. Yeah, yeah, we all got Holy Spirit jacked. But one day yeah. I was at that Holiday Inn Hill, and that where I would spend a lot of my time in prayer, and uh, I used to have a Ford Explorer, and I'm sitting, had the back, the back open. I was sitting on the back, and I was playing my guitar and swearing to the Lord. You know, and I, I was done, and I started to get up and turn around and walk back to the front, put my guitar up, and I heard the Holy Spirit. I heard heard him say, I just baked your cookies. <laughs> some people may believe that, some people don't. I don't yeah. care. I know what he said. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, it surprised me. Yeah. Because I was just like, and it shouldn't have. Because here I'm praying this over all these people, and he's honoring it, and he's just moving on their lives because he loves them, whatever the terminology. Yeah. As long as it ain't going against the word or whatever. And so he loves me so much, though. It's the small things. And he knew that that would deeply impact my heart. Something so crazy and ridiculous to most people to, to have something like that said to you by the Holy Spirit, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He said, I just baked your cookies. And it just made me laugh. Yeah. It, it brought me joy because I was like, he is so different than a lot of people think that he is. Yeah. And a lot of times he doesn't move because he's not giving access to move. He's not giving free reign to move. Yeah. He can't move the way he wants to move because people think they know Holy Spirit so well that he's like their robot that they bought at Radio yeah. Shack that they can just control. Yeah. He's like, nah. uh not not I. Yeah. And so a lot of times he backs off and goes, Y'all got this. Y'all yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Y'all go <laughs> y'all go ahead. Y'all take yeah. take it from here. And that's the reality, man. And you know, a lot of people might not believe that, but it, it is the truth. You know, he doesn't want to be controlled. He wants to have free reign because he does have he he truly does have free reign. But he also doesn't he also doesn't overforce himself when it comes to free will. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just love that he's awesome, man, and that he's radical, and yeah. that he does really meet you where you are. He does really. Now, I'm not saying, hey, if you sit there and you're dropping F-bombs, the Holy Spirit's going to start dropping F-bombs. No. Yeah. That, that is not yeah. what I'm saying at all. Not, no. not one bit. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. It, it, just, <laughs> was, it just was cool to me, man, because it, it meant something to me. Yeah. You know, it was a. It was a small thing that was a huge demonstration in my heart of Holy Spirit, his his mindfulness of me. Yeah. You know. Personal. Yeah, it's yeah. personal. That, yeah. That's really what it is, dude. Yes. It, it's personal. Man. He speaks to you through what you know, through your world, and through your. Yeah, like he's not. Yeah, like you said, he's not going to start cussing or anything. No, but man. yeah. But. <laughs> and all. Me, yeah, but I know, like, it, I say the same thing even about drinking. So I'm like, it's just a cheap imitation of the real thing. Yeah, that's all it is. I can see why people do it. Why? Well, I mean, sure. I completely understand why, why people get high and drink. Because I'm like, because it's like you said, it's temporary pleasure. It's, yeah, yeah, it's fun. So it's like, but it's 
and I, and I don't think any of that I'm just like is condemnable to hell or anything like that right. I mean it's just like I think it's distractions basically and it's it's sad I mean, as long as people know that hey this is just a yeah it's just an imitation of the real like there's something better yep. it's then I'm like whatever I don't I don't have a I feel like I don't really have a dog in that fight to where I'm like yeah I'm drinking quit it but you know <laughs> I don't know but because I don't know but it's yeah it's distracting but you were talking about even the like mind trips and stuff like that and I'm like read the book of Ezekiel it's kind of like that like most people probably say he was on acid or something but I'm like yeah. no no it's the real thing well there but, was a lot of times when I was baked man when I was just I mean like just being yeah. honest when I drank and spoke and everything like that and even in the midst of this the Lord would would come to me even in these times yeah and it was more of the it was more of the love his love mixed with the godly sorrow the godly kindness that leads men to repentance like the word says yeah. I cannot tell you how many times man that I would be like totally just baked and I would hear Holy Spirit's voice and I'd be listening to a song or I'd be in deep spaced out thought about something you know because it takes you deep space nine basically you're like Star Trek the Final Frontier you're off in the outer space somewhere in a total other dimension yeah but Holy Spirit always had this way of reigning you in and he would he would talk to me a lot man and now okay for the tape I'm not saying go get blasted so you can hear from Holy Spirit that yeah. is not what I'm saying I'm saying that even though I chose those things because he loved me out of his grace and mercy he had such a deep resounding passionate love for me as a son that he came to me in those times yeah some people were like well God won't be anywhere around sin he can't stand the stench of sin right he is a holy God yeah but he also loves me yeah. He also loves you. Yeah. If he can't be around sin at all, then he might as well just snap his finger like Thanos yeah. and the, the blip happen. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all sinners. Yeah. All for the glory of God. So he would come to me in these times, and I would feel that godly sorrow, man, just start accumulating in my heart. I would cry. I mean, here I am, ripped out of my mind, dude. Supposed to be just laughing like I'm at a like Jamaica Fest International. You ready? Ready, man? You know. But I would just cry. I would cry. And why would I cry? Well, it's just because, man, you're on downers, dude. No. No, no. Because a lot of times when I would drink and smoke when I was like that in that life, I was happy. I was laughing, dude. I was like always being stupid and laughing trying to make everybody else laugh. But that godly sorrow came upon my heart. And I felt like Holy Spirit, even in those times, was like, kind of like he did with Elijah. He was like, Dustin. What are you doing here? You know, I have yeah, so much more yeah. for you. What are you doing? I have so much more for you. I can't force you to get there. So I'm just coming to you like this, face to face. Just as I did like with Moses. Just as I did like, you know, that face to face glory encounter. He's like, I'm coming to you. He's like, what are you doing here? And you know, sometimes it would be an answer. Sometimes I would just be crying and be like, Lord, I just don't know. Like, you know, just help me, Lord, please. I can't tell you how many help me prayers, how many rescue me prayers, how many, how many, Lord, I really do want you prayers. Even in those times, bro, where I had like four or five beers in me and then been ripped from marijuana 
And, and like I said, in the deep space nine place, I was still crying out Holy Spirit inside of me because the word says he, you know, basically when words don't do it, he makes signs and, and utterances and interventions that we can't understand. Yeah. You know, we reach the end of English and our understanding and he's calling out to the Lord and sighs and utterances. And even in this, I'll never forget being in a dude's house one time. And uh we were all ripped, man. We'd all smoked and just done all the stuff that goes with that. And um, I was sitting on the couch, and my peripheral kept like catching something over in the hallway. You could see the hallway from the living room. And so I was like, you know, I just kind of averted my eyes. I was like, what the crap is going on, man? And I really, honest to goodness, I mean, I wasn't taking hallucinogens or nothing like that. Yeah. Wasn't on acid. Wasn't on space pills. Wasn't on that stuff. But, dude, I, at least twice I looked up and when I saw this, it looked like in my spirit what I saw was like a finger that was doing the, like, come here, the one finger, like, yeah, you know, kind of in slow motion, come here. Yeah. And immediately, man, when I saw it, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I knew who, and what I felt like he was was doing was drawing me into the room and telling me to come, to come before him, to come out from that, to come before him, to come to the place where he is. See, there's so much to that, even saying that the scripture talks about, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Isaiah 55, could be wrong on that, this has come out from them, you know, be separate from them. If it's not Isaiah 55, I'm supposed to visit Isaiah, but this has come out from them and be separate. And in that moment, I felt like he was like, come out and be separate from this. Not, I'm fixing to strike you dead. Machine yeah. gun, papaw gun, tw- yeah. you know, 2003 or whatever. That's not how he was. Yeah. He was very loving, man. And he was there's just a, like, what are you doing here? There's you a know? verse. Yeah. Yeah. You just you saying that just reminded me of this verse. I was, I just read Haggai today. And then I looked over here in Zechariah and I had this note. And I said, the Lord has been very angry with, with the, your fathers. And then it says, therefore. And so it's like, because God has been very angry, therefore the Lord says, thus says the Lord, return to me. That's kind of like that. Like, that's his response when he's angry, is that finger, return to me. Come out. What are you doing here? Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, did I always adhere to that? No. A lot, of time, a lot of times there was this great friction within me, this great turmoil that was like wanted to, but was in that great tug of war that we all go through so often. Yeah. Usually on the daily. You yeah. Know, especially if you're not rooted and grounded in a relationship with God. If you're not rooted and grounded in intimacy, you know, you're going to be, that tug of war is going to be a lot more fierce a lot of times. And so... I would love to say that I just caved and gave in and was like, yes, Lord, yes, I'll just, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, a lot of times it was just continued on that path, just continued, yeah. if not even gotten worse at times. Yeah. Because, see, here's what you're doing. You're not only combating everything else you were trying to escape from, you're trying to combat that, and now you got the voice of God yeah. <laughs> coming at you. So there's even more pressure, and you're feeling just, just grounded like coffee grounds into the, you're just yeah. like, and being squeezed yeah and eventually one way or another the pressure wins out eventually the pressure wins out and you either put your hands up and you say god here's two middle fingers i'm out or you say oh lord forgive me 
man, I have screwed this up so professionally. Yeah. So professionally. They could write books on the screw-ups that I have committed. Yeah. Forgive me. I want you. Yeah. I just want you, and I'm, I'm willing to put all this down yeah. just to have you. Yeah. Complete surrender, basically. And it, it took me coming to that point, man, with the Lord to where all of those things ran me down so much, man, to where... I realized I was like, you know, I'm living in this fake imaginary world, basically. You know, because it's like when you're high and when you're drunk, you're just like, oh gosh, man, everything is great. Yeah. Even when things aren't great. And then, you know, I would try to justify, and this is not abnormal what I'm about to say, but be like, oh, I can just be myself, man. I can just really cut loose. To a degree, there's some truth to that because yeah, you're not all pent up with anxiety yeah. and depression and all that you know you're like oh cool man yeah. you're like dude I feel easy going I feel like I could just go walk on treetops awesome I'm feeling gnarly man yeah to a degree so there is an element of truth there but when it's really when it's all said and done it's like any other addiction hey how are you good doing well thank you it's like any other addiction you are just right back to it yeah and then you have to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until you just really get to this unsatisfiable place to even in itself just become more depressing. Yeah. And so then you try something else. And then you do something else. And yeah. then you do something else. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a bottomless pit <laughs> sort of. It just, just, just keep regards to the Yeah, just have to go lower and lower and you never get the bottom. Are you with this? And I said, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I've been been there. I've did that too, man. I was never into marijuana that much, but I drank a lot. I drank pretty heavily. So. I mean, it's all pretty much the same stuff, man. It's yeah. like you were saying. It's you basically have the same intents. You basically yeah. have the same goals. You have the same. Basically, causes the same stuff. Some some people makes angry, like a pot. Some people get really anxious. Most people don't. Some people do. And like with drinking, most people laugh. But a lot of people get angry. Some people get angry. Yeah. All of it is just a substitute. Like you said, it's a cheap imitation. Um, you know, and there's times now, even in my life, man, truthfully, that I don't even care to admit this, man, because I, I, I want to be transparent. It's hard. You know, there's times in my life, even now, that when things are going rough and, you know, I could have just had a prayer time with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord and, you know, with everybody and stuff, you know, an hour ago. But warfare starts arising or, you know, internal things are rising up and stuff like that that haven't been resolved. You know, it's them, like the word says, it's those little foxes, man, that's full of men. Yeah. That is so true. That's yeah. so true, man. It, and I say that because it's like when you're outside walking, you see all these trees cut down and you're like, all right, man, cool. Those trees are cut down. A lot of times you don't notice the stuff trip right over it yeah why because it's roots man see if the trees aren't completely uprooted yeah we're talking tree branches stump roots underneath we're talking about all of it it's still gonna be stumble block or it's still gonna grow back yeah you know and, and a lot of times even in my own life we don't want to go through holy spirit surgery yeah. We don't want to give him permission to to cut and to hurt yeah. and to uproot. And then when we do pray these things, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. he does. And you're yeah. just like, why is this so hard? And he's yeah. just like, be 
Miku. He's like, well, listen. He's like, you just remember you just prayed, man, to yeah. uproot this stuff. And, you know, processing's not fun. No. Not at all. Yeah. So I, I finally had to get to the point in my life where I was just like, you know, been there, done this, man. I know what it feels like. It's pleasurable. And had to choose God. Had to make a choice to choose him. What I, to go back to what I was saying though, a second ago before I forget about that was, um, what was I supposed to say a second ago? I started talking about something else and then, oh, that's what it was. There are still times, man, where, because we always have an adversary and it's foolish. It, it just gets to me, dude, when people are just like, Wait, they don't talk about the devil. They don't even worth talking about. Oh, yeah. Truth. We're not going to glorify the devil. We're yeah. not lifting him up in any kind of honor, any kind of praise. We're not doing anything like yeah. that. But you also cannot be foolish and ignore that we have an adversary who roars, it says in the word, like a lion. Yeah. Seeking whom he may what? Pat on the back and say, good job. I'm glad you're <laughs> doing what Jesus would do. WWJD. Bravo. No man, this dude's got a hacksaw and a temper. He's ready to kill. And so it's foolish not to sit there and think, "Oh man, dude, there's this enemy after us." Now, when you realize your identity, you realize you have a victory. You realize that, like the old songs, "Oh, he's under your feet." You know, you realize that, like the word says, the battle belongs to the Lord and victory's yours. But you still have an enemy. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't take days off. You know. Even when you've got your barricades up and everything, your Psalms 91 blood-covered barricades, and that, that is true. The Lord's yeah. not letting anything get in. Nothing's touching you. Nothing's happening. It still yeah. doesn't stop the line out there from trying to throw missiles, uh-huh. trying to throw grenades, trying to yeah. throw these different things, you know. And so he still tries to come to me now, even now. Dude, I could have, like, sat there and prophesied to 30 people. And the next day, I kid you not, bro, this happened, and, and not 30 people, but seen great moves of the Holy Spirit, you know, because yeah. that's my heart is a lot of supernatural. We're all supposed to. Yeah. It says signs and wonders follow those who believe. It doesn't say signs and wonders follow apostles, signs and wonders follow prophets. It says signs and wonders follow those who what? Believe. Yeah. Believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you're safe. You're a believer. So yeah. signs and wonders are supposed to follow you, the supernatural. So, um... There's times like when I've done that, I've prophesied and, and when I pray for people and had just dramatic breakthroughs, man, and the Lord just, damn, just hit these people hard, man, in their lives. And then like, uh, what's up, man? And then like um, that next day, and I know part of it's war, part of it's an act of retribution from the enemy, being like, I'll show yeah. this punk, you know, or to try to bring me down. But I'll be sitting there and be like, oh man, you know, dude, just doing some stuff. I mean, not smoke a joint, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, a, yeah. a, a lot of people would hear me say that and be like, how, how, how could you say that? I mean, you, you, just, you just prophesied and, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm a human. Yeah, yeah. I'm a human who lives in a human vessel body who does have the victory. But I constantly have an enemy in my flesh. Yeah. And I have an enemy in the devil. And so even if the devil's under my feet, I still got to deal with my feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Those saying? thoughts come, yeah. 
dude, and that's why the word says cast down all vain imaginations. And I've had to do that. I've had to sit there and be like, Lord, right now, Jesus, I just cast down all bad, all vain imagination in your name right now. You know, when I felt felt thoughts trying to exalt themselves above the thoughts God wants me to have to do what? Think on things lovely, noble, virtuous, and praise report, good things, lovely things. I've had to deal with lust. I've had to deal with pot. I've had to deal with drinking. I've had to deal with anger. I've yeah. had to deal with vengeance. It's a constant choice, man. Yeah. Just the word says, set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. Yeah. So even when Stephen was getting stoned, and that's that's what happened. Yeah. What was he doing? Setting his mind on things above. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not funny at all what happened, but there's a truth there. He yeah. was setting his mind on things above. Yeah. He was setting his mind on Jesus. You know. That's not, true. Yeah. Not the size of the rocks and everything else, man. So, yeah, I just, I just, for me personally, I can appreciate when somebody can admit their struggles. Yeah. Um, just because mm-hmm. I, I can't do this perfect Christianity stuff, man. I can't. I can't, I can't preach that. I can't listen to it. I'll just be honest with you. I can't yeah. because, man, we are all broken. Uh-huh. That's not an excuse we to all sin. Struggle. But dude, we all struggle. And, and that's part of the goodness of God. That's part of the redemption of God. Yeah. Is in them times when I sit there and for two seconds go, man, I'd love to roll up a duty right now. That would just make me feel awesome. The Holy Spirit fish tells me in the face for a second. He's just like, okay, so you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's a choice. He's like, but just cast that vain imagination down. And I will shake my head and be like, no, in Jesus' name. I'll be yeah. like, you know what? I don't want that. And then and then Holy Spirit will He will start illuminating and show me like a little list in my spirit. Well, if you do that, this is gonna happen, this could 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 happen. You know, there's this list that he's just highlighting. Yeah. And it's all logical stuff. Well, if you drive stoned, you could go to jail. And then what's gonna happen? Not only will you have a record, but you're gonna miss time with your wife and your kids. You could go to jail for two years to ten years. Ooh, good point, Holy Spirit. Very good point. Is it worth that joint? Yeah, you're right. It's not worth that joint. That one little moment of pleasure. Because what does it say? Pleasure and sin for a season, like yeah. you were saying. Mm-hmm. But in the end, leads to death. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm not sitting there trying to be like, hey, man, if somebody's a pothead, like you said, I'm not saying condemning them, saying, hey, they're going to hell. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, for me personally, I can talk with my convictions. I know a lot of people argue that about whether it's a sin or not, whatever. For me personally, Holy Spirit's like, for who I've called you to be, for who I want you to be, for our relationship, mine and his, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I just, yeah. I just can't. You know? And Yeah, that's very... When you just said that, that one part, because, I mean, to me, I, me personally, I don't have a family or kids or anything, which... Um, but that relationship with God to taint that anyway. Um, like you said, I've, I've been, like I like when people are real and admit their struggles and stuff. And I've been, I feel like I, I try to do that, but then sometimes I don't want to emphasize the struggle too. But even with like lust, it was probably a few weeks ago. I just had like, like lust was, yeah, really in it. And I, like, personally, I probably don't struggle with lust very much. I think that's a gift from God. Like, sure. I used to. Yeah. I was addicted to porn for years, man. And, like, yeah. but then I think he just delivered me from it. But then all of a sudden it came back. 
But it was that thought where I'm like, literally like getting ready to go like look at images or something. And then I just that thought of like, what am I gonna do to my mind? Like, and it was that thought like, I want God to be able to speak to my mind and I wanna keep it pure. And I want I want him to give me, be able to give me pure images and not have, cause those, that stuff sticks in your head, man. And it really, but that relationship with him, it's that in Philippians it says, I count all things lost for like the knowledge of him, for that relationship with him. Like that I may gain him. It's like I'll give up all that other stuff for that relationship with him. And that's the, it's the holiness part. It's the more holy you can be, yeah. the more you, he can, the more set apart you are, the more empty you are, the more he can fill up your life with him. But the same thing, like even this past year, I don't know how many times I said it, and I finally got to the point where I was like, I should probably stop saying that. Because I was just like, for some reason, I just, I really wanted to pick up smoking again. <laughs> just like, just cigarettes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I miss it so much. I didn't even tell my mom that. My mom, she's one of the reasons I quit. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I, I know I made that comment to you when we had that weird, that, oh, that, dude, like, that debate, that, but that, that, that I did me up, that, that debate, but that in the men's group, and it was just turning a big debate. But that really did make me want a cigarette. That was just like all I was thinking. I was like, I wish I could just go out and smoke right now. Like this sucks. I laugh <laughs> so hard, and it's not. But I really I want did to. want to. Though. Yeah. It, it was just the the reality, the bluntness of you saying it right <laughs> at that moment, and, and what it dealt with the content. I, I, it just cracked me up, dude. Yeah. I was like, I'm feeling you, bro. <laughs> Not that I was wanting to start smoking, but I was feeling you on the tension and the like. Yeah, wow, like man. I want a drink or something. It's like, man. Let's <laughs> yeah. communion. But I was like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, man, oh, I should stop goodness. saying it so much because it was getting to the point where I was like, man, I really like. I'm, I kind of want. I don't know. So, but yeah, that struggle like you're talking about. It's like even all those things you lay down and you kind of walk away from. It's like they can get, they can tend to come back. But it's this weird re- reminder that it's a humbling reminder that it's he like he's that he's the one who keeps me also like he, he delivered me and he keeps me and I can't I can't do it on my own like even lust I just know how how bad I struggle with pornography and how I used to too like I would and I always had I always had a huge conviction about it like I knew people I had friends that didn't care they you know look at porn they didn't bother them. But I remember there were so many times in my life where I'd get done. I mean, I'd look at porn for like hours and hours and hours. And up like almost all night looking at porn. I don't even know how I did it, you know? Thinking back now. And then I'd be done and I'd go look in the mirror and literally punch myself in the face. I'd feel so bad. And it was just a constant struggle, like doing it and feeling bad, doing it and feeling bad. And so I know how bound I was. So it's terrifying to me when those thoughts come again. And it's like, and I think reason I was literally on the verge like of of stepping back into that was almost because of that place of apathy I was at yep. too it was just kind of like this oh yeah dude like what's the point like what why am I yeah it puts you in this place where you kind of get to that point of asking that question why am I serving God like what <laughs> like what like or you know you just don't care yep. or but I don't I don't like saying that I mean I like saying it and admitting it I don't like I don't like making, I guess, huge emphasis on it. You know, I make it careless. Like, uh, you know, I don't. I guess it's hard to say. Like, I don't know. I like. I, I like. Yeah, I like. And people knowing that I struggle with everything too. But then at the same time, like, I don't. 
I don't, I guess where I struggle is I don't want people like taking that and justifying them doing that. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah or something like that. I don't know, it's a weird little well, balance. It's but. funny you're saying that cause you know, the thought that was going through my head a few minutes ago was the testimony that I yearn for Nowadays, it's easy for people to be like, oh, I just want an awesome testimony. Yeah. But, and I've heard even comedians, like, I think Tim Hawkins, yes. one of the Christian comedians, he even joked about it. He's like, all these people are like, oh, dude, I don't have a cool testimony like him. I wouldn't addicted to crack. Yeah. He's like, Jesus, why can't I yeah. get addicted to crack? Yeah. He's like, but, but the greater testimony is not even just sitting there. I mean, yes, in the sand, hey, I'm delivered. I came from this, blah, 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 blah. But man, the greater testimony is even that you never did it in the first place. Yeah. That you've yeah. never stained. But you're, you're an operator of pure religion, which is taking care of the fatherless, which is taking care of the widows. And it says abstaining yeah. from the sins of the world, mm-hmm. not being stained by the world. Yeah. So a greater testimony is... Not, yeah, man, I used to do this and I was delivered. That is a great testimony. And you overcome strongholds by the power of your testimony. But just as good a testimony or better is the testimony of, yeah, man, I'm still choosing grace. I'm still remaining faithful. I'm still remaining in grace. That is my testimony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's man, the, I fell seven more times, you know. Cause see, that's, man, that's a good emphasis that you use that word grace. I'm remaining in grace. Because my sisters have, I think, said that before too, like that. They, they never went off and did like drank a whole bunch or did any drugs or yeah. anything so they don't feel like they have like a huge testimony but it's that faithfulness of staying with him but staying in his grace like knowing that yeah. he's keeping you because I think that's where some people get off course that don't have a really simple testimony is they they stumble at that something like the self-righteousness yeah. they live this righteous lifestyle and then all of a sudden they get lifted up in pride and arrogance and they're self-righteous but it's that recognition to I'm remaining in his grace. Like I'm only here because he kept me here. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't know. And that'll keep well, you humble, I guess. Well, and, and really it comes down to a choice, choosing grace because, you know, you were talking about, a second ago talking about the sin and stuff. The way the family reunion of demons works is like the word says, a man gets his house in order, gets it cleaned up says the spirit has nowhere to pretty much hang out anymore so he goes out and finds seven more spirits that's worse than that spirit is brings them all back knocks on the door it's like family reunion time yeah and you choose whether or not you're going to open the door oh yeah so then you open the door and see before it was like man i just had issues with porn then you open that door and the next thing you know dude you're like trying to get a booty call with every girl you can find you know um and so it has progressed it has escalated because see what people don't get them spirits are correlated man it's like the spirit of perversion if some people actually heard the realness of what the spirit of perversion is it would make them think twice like for instance one person could say man i would absolutely cut that guy's head off that dude who who went over there and raped that 10 year old girl I, I feel the same way. I feel exactly the same way. But let me tell you, that same spirit that drove him to do that is the exact same spirit that put two girls on film licking all over each other. It's a spirit of perversion. It's the same spirit. And they're like, what? no, wait a minute, man. It's like, you. Like, like, uh, uh, I don't watch two guys going at it. I'm like, What's yeah. the difference? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's the same. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. I know. It's I'm, the same. I know exactly what you mean. I Jessica was, my older sister Jessica was mentioned that a while back. 
and somehow it came up about child trafficking and all yeah. this stuff and just how atrocious it is and how people can't understand how we could get there as a society and I was just like immediately I was like I can't I was like it's pornography I was like that's it's all it's all tied together I mean pornography you you I'm not and that's the thing too I'm not condemning I, I struggled with it I know how real it is but it's yeah, it's a it's like the darkest place. I mean, it's just you at night or in the day, whatever, but you go to basically a dark place and you're by yourself. No one's watching you. And it's just a deep, dark pit. You can keep going further and further down. And that's that spirit of perversion and it'll lead to this or that or this or that. And I'm like... Murder even. Yeah. Think about all those dudes who are they're possessed by that spirit of perversion that causes them to go rape some college girl yeah. and then kills her and disposes of the body. Now, people can break that up and go, I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. You better believe that because that's the truth. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the same spirit of perversion. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, there is no segregation made in the spirits, man. Yeah, it's very... I don't think people realize how easy it is to get there because it's like start with pornography then you see this or that and then it's like and then you do go to a party and so then the girl's drunk and then right. maybe you're making out with it neither one of you is coherent or something but you can easily then what if she passes out or something well you could easily justify it in your head that oh she was willing like I'll just keep going right. like you're drunk anyways so you're not thinking clearly and then right. you, then at least that or like then this person gets mixed up in this and then like you said they murdered the girl or something it's like like you follow it down and it's like it's that like you said the spirit of perversion it just like it, you can see it, it tied to, you can see it linked together yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't stop man yeah. and it's just like I'll even tie them in because I'm a big dude and I love to eat but I'll even tie this in with it gluttony well what is gluttony the love of food mm-hmm. lusting after food yeah See, that's another one. A lot of modern day Christians don't ever talk about that. They don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Because we can't smoke. We can't drink. Yeah. We can't get hammered. We can't get roasted. But by yeah. golly, we can eat. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's legal. Yeah. And the disciples did it. Yeah. They were always eating. Now, there is something special about eating. I do believe that at the banquet table and eating oh, with Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is no lover of food, man. Yeah. I mean, my Lord, why would so many stories be about food with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... To lust after food. Dude, I found myself doing that, man. Yeah. That's humiliating, but I have. I've sat there and licked my lips and I'm like, oh, that burger, my lord, I'm going to attack that. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And I mean, people think I don't because I'm, like, thin and stuff. But I'm like, I do. I do, too. Like, and I was actually thinking about that earlier today because, like, I'll try to fast here and there and stuff, too, but, I mean, I love cereal. I'm a sucker for cereal. But I'm at the point where, like, I don't have to be hungry. Like right. it is the lust for it. It's like yep. my my I could be full, completely full, and my mind will still be like, but that'll still taste good, even yep. though I'm full. Let's That's let's it. see if I can get some more. So yep. it is that your soul, your that lust in your mind for it, where it's like more than just I'm not just feeding my flesh anymore because my flesh is hungry. It's not for strength. It's like yeah. it's just for it's for drunkenness. It's another right. form of drunkenness in a way. Yeah, dude. I mean, then you look at everything else that's associated with power, control. Yeah. Um. That, that's what I'm saying. Spirits are not prejudiced per se. Yeah. They are equal opportunist haters. They are equal yeah. opportunity, equal opportunist destroyers. Mm-hmm. 
Some people don't want to go that deep with it. They're like, well, I don't want to think of it that way. Well, you better. Yeah. You better. You better get a clue. I mean, yeah. to some of these people, I would say, because the people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. The people perish for lack of vision. Vision is to be able to see, to be able to have clear vision, to be able to see what's in front of you, to be able to see what's around you. So for lack of vision, the people perish. For lack of knowledge, the people perish. Yeah. Man, yeah. There's so there's so much depth to what Holy Spirit is trying to teach and what He's trying to show. Because the other side of that is, yeah. Oh, all this stuff's okay in church. Yeah. There is no holiness with a lot of places. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, dude. If you gotta check me and my wife have this conversation all the time, and dude, I love it that I married somebody who is not. She doesn't have to wear a line down to here, you know, and then goes to church and is trying to give somebody a word. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm like really, dude. <laughs> Like, you're gonna sit there and go to church with bazunga boobs, <laughs> and you're gonna, and I'm just being real, you're gonna have a cleavage on four feet down your shirt, yeah, and you're gonna tell me that honors God, yeah, you're gonna, you, you're really gonna look at me and tell me that honors God because I'm sitting here thinking, what kind of, not, I'm not saying it to be judgmental, I'm saying yeah, it to be honest, yeah, what kind of stumbling block are you gonna be, yeah. That dude might, you might think that dude's back there saying, Lord, I lift your name on high, but what that dude's really doing is lifting your image on high. Yeah. And probably getting some feelings he shouldn't be getting. Yeah. Married ain't unmarried. Yeah. Now people could be like, well, they shouldn't be looking. Well, how how does he not? Because you're you're literally two feet in front of him. Yeah. Jiggling and bouncing and everything else. And I mean, (laughs) wearing your clothes. But what? I'm not just saying that to pick on ladies because, I mean, guys do it in their ways and stuff like that, too. But I'm just saying there is a lack of holiness in the church anymore. There is a lack of the fear of God anymore. People have just made this to where it's like, well, it's the fun house. It's, yeah. it's Jesus' fun house. We yeah. Can, we can, you know, like, for instance, Jesus walked into the temple and then they flipped them tables while Judah came out. Okay, where was he at? The synagogue and the temple. Okay, yeah. let's translate that here for just yeah. a second. Go, yeah, yeah. go with me here on our yeah. little field trip. What would our churches today be called? Yeah, the temple. The temple yeah. and synagogues. What did Jesus go in and say? You've turned my father's house into a den of iniquity, or depending on the translation, a den of robbers. Yeah. Basically, you just took a holy place, a sacred place, and and turned it into. All the things of the things of the world. I'm not saying yeah. you know yeah, businesses. Yeah. Business and Christianity, of course, obviously makes because there's so many Christians that are in business. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is you've took the holy temple. Yeah. How is it different from then to now? Did Jesus just wake up one day and go, eh, "This is a little harsh on them guys." Yeah, I should take that back. You know, and metaphorically putting the tables back, you know, in the spirit. No, man, he flipped them tables over and said, dude, y'all have turned this into what it's not supposed to be. Yeah. And so now, not to sound overly judgmental, I see all these churches, man. And my Lord, (laughs) it's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with prosperity. There's nothing wrong with prospering. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But where is the Dude, yeah. where is the heart? Is it like, yeah. I, some of these places, and I'm not trying to be mean, I just look at it, and I'm like, guys, the same one who threw them tables over back then, some of, not all these places, so I'm not generalizing, but I'm saying there are places, I'm like, what do you think you guys are doing now? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what do you think you're doing now? Yeah. Money, 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 money. Vanity, 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 vanity. Yeah. Idol worship. I, I mean, dude, yeah. it's in, an, in the temple. Yeah. And then the Lord's not being glorified. The yeah. Lord's not being worshipped truly in spirit and truth. Uh-huh. The Lord's not being honored, man. Yeah, yeah. I like that you said you threw in that word vanity, um, I guess in that is like a vain way. I don't know. Because then you said idol worship. It made me think of, because you're talking about the temple, God's house. It even talks, you know, the church, even your own body is his temple. So even right. in yourself. But it's even talking about he made the house like you. He says, you, my house should be a house of prayer, but you made, it, you, you made it a den of thieves or a den of like robbers or yeah. a den of iniquity. But that thought of payment, like doesn't even have to be physical payment. It's like the, the pride of your heart. Like sometimes yep. you can even do some things. You could pray, you could pray for someone else just to almost puff yourself up. And it's like, what am I, you're, you're looking for a way to exalt yourself. That's your payment. And it's like that. That creeps into the church a lot, I think. Just or even, to, yeah. even building. It's like, like I heard somebody say the other day, it's like, are we building buildings or are we building people? Yeah. And building the kingdom of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with big buildings. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people making CDs and DVDs and all that other stuff to sell and different things and like that, you know. Yeah. That, that's between you and the Lord, how He convicts your heart to do or not to do. That's with your church leadership and all that other stuff. But what I'm saying is there is a call that is happening right now that the Lord, because the scripture says judgment will fall on the house of God first. Yeah. That's beginning to happen right now. Oh, yeah. It's like Liberty University. Dude. That mug was the... I'm not trying to... What is that? I don't even know. uh, Well... I don't think I heard about this one. Well, I want to be sure and be careful. I'm not trying to gossip in any way, shape, or fashion. Yeah. It, it was just on the news. I want to say it that way. Okay. But he came out and confessed that there was, it's a big Christian Baptist college called okay. Liberty University. Okay. Well, the dude who owned it started his name was Jerry Falwell. Okay. He was always known as a devout man of God, patriot, yeah. stands for Jesus, all about the Lord, holy, blah, blah, blah. Well, he died years back. His son took over. And it recently just came out that there was some sexual sin and stuff like that with... Same thing happened here with yeah, Barry Stone. Dude and his yeah. wife and some different things like that. And so he obviously resigned from his position, resigned from the place and all that. And that was one of the biggest Christian, Christian institutions in the world. One of the most well-known as well. Here's the thing. Judgment falls on the house of God. Yeah. Judgment is beginning to fall. And, and that judgment's not always, but see, it's not always hellfire, but sometimes it's churches closing, people yeah. having to resign and stuff like that, because also exposing's happening. Right yeah. Now. You know, the things done in darkness are being revealed in the light. Yeah. Um, with a lot of these ministries and stuff like that, because behind the scenes, now, when you look, when you study the scriptures and you look at the word, it talked about the temples of that day, of like Dagon, um, Baal, all those temples, they had idol prostitutes. Some of those temples sacrifice children. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the same crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not sacrificing kids per se in church yeah. that we know of. It could be going on behind the scenes because what people don't realize, man, it baffles me how people are so clueless to spiritual warfare that yeah. in so many churches, there are literal witches that are sitting in those churches. Where is the power of God? 
Where is the power of God on that leadership? Where is the discernment of the Holy Ghost that they don't stop right in the middle of that service, walk right up to that witch and say, no. I know who you are. You're not fooling the Holy Ghost. You're not fooling me. You better repent now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Where is it? Do you know how much of that's going on? And the leadership has no clue, bro. There's witches literally infiltrating congregations, causing divisions, speaking curses while they're there. If the true power of God is there. Yeah. I know this is hardcore what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, dude, I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost with what I'm saying right now, even being recorded on this day. Yeah. If the true power and presence of God is there, it says in the Word, the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's going to be an exposure. It says the light and the word, the light will do what? It evades the darkness. It pushes out the darkness. So you have to ask yourself, if that darkness is so comfortably sitting in there, wow. Yeah. That's like a room with the light switch on, a comfortable darkness. Until somebody gets the gonads to walk up and flicks the switch and goes, no more. Yeah. It, notice that word, the switch. Yeah. Flips the switch. There has to be a change. There has to be repentance. There has to yeah. be a switch. So what I'm saying, man, I know we've jumped all over the place in this conversation. Yeah. It's been no, good. No, Is that your yeah. foot? I don't want to no, make no. sure what's I'm, stepping on it. Yeah. <clears throat> but judgment falls on the house of God. And so what I'm saying is we have got to come back to a place of holiness. Yeah. Because, see, I believe yeah. if the church, I believe if the church is truly yielded to the Holy Spirit, is truly in love with God, truly loves people, is truly in unity, is truly about the things of God, and all these things will be added unto you, then I believe if a witch walks in that place, one of two things is going to happen. I'm just using the witch as an example. Number one, they're going to be snuffed out the first day they're there and called to repentance. Yeah. Or number two, the presence of God is going to be so strong that they can't stand to even be in there. That's, yeah, I, I agree. So see, now, now don't get me wrong, the Lord works in mysterious ways. He could allow a witch to come to service. He could allow oh, yeah. a witch to come to service thinking they're doing whatever because his plan is they're gonna he knows they're gonna give their life to him. Yeah. And so he'll allow them to stay. Now, that kind of situation, fine. Because that's, the Lord knows what he's doing. That's really interesting, like that you just brought all that up in with holiness and repentance too, because like well, because even like all the years I went to church, I I don't remember hearing that many sermons about that stuff. And so it's like, if a witch or whatever or anybody living in sin came into your church, you don't necessarily. If you're the pastor, you don't necessarily need to be gifted in discernment. Like if you're actually just preaching a message of holiness or repentance, it'll expose that person, or they'll feel uncomfortable. Or if you're if you're leading by example, your flock into repentance if you're on the, up on the stage not telling everybody to repent but leading by example through repentance or something or into holiness i feel like if there's a witch in your congregation it's going to expose the secrets of her heart yep. and then you won't even necessarily need discernment if you just speak the right words yeah well and, speak and god's the message the weight of the glory of god and the conviction yeah. of the holy ghost will bring that glorious pressure yeah and make them squirm like yeah. basically like 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 a basically like a lighter or a flamethrower to an ice cube. Yeah. That person's gonna just start melting, dude, in the presence of the Lord, all that darkness. Because what what does it say about the anointing? 
The anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. Yeah. So, all this to say, if I walk into a church, man, some of these places that I've walked into, and, and, and really, it's like, who am I? I'm no one. Yeah. I'm a son. I, I'm not a leader. I'm not a preacher. I'm not all those different things. Whatever. I just am who I am. I'm a famous person once said that. <laughs> and that's who I am as well. I am that I am. I'm just yeah. me. But I'm, Popeye, is that what you're doing? But I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know it. Popeye, literally. Yeah. He's our pop. <laughs> we got the Popeye. But I want to walk into a church and feel the power of God. Not emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to walk in, dude. Yeah. Man, I've been to places before, dude, in churches where you walk in, hear people start praying in the Spirit. It's not the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll hear people afterwards be like, that was such an anointed service, brother. All these people were praying in tongues. And I'm like, if you just knew the tongues they were actually praying in, you wouldn't be sitting there saying that. Yeah. And people could be like, how do you know this stuff? Because, man, I've been there. Yeah. Dude, I've actually, I believe this with everything inside of me. And I'm not proud of this at all, man. But yeah. back in my dark days that I said on the last, I felt like we're doing a podcast, like on the last recording. Yeah. I spoke in a demon tongue. I truly believe that with everything inside of me. Man. Yeah. And one day that was confirmed. Well, it, it's just it's gross, it's disturbing and all that, but when I was trying to... <laughs> this is funny, dude. It's funny now. It wasn't funny then, but when I was trying to cast the spirit, or the spirits out of this woman, I never should have been trying to cast the spirit out. I did not have the authority. I did not have the place. At the time, I did not have the character. Really, I had everything against me in this, and and, and I never, ever should have tried to do this, but I did. I did. Not cast it out. It wouldn't come out. Yeah. It just kept throwing its her up against the wall. Whoa. Yeah, it was was insane, man. And I was like, in Jesus' name, come out. This thing would not come out. It would just sit there and be like, "Ah." Well, this is so crazy, dude, because I spoke in this weird tongue, man. And it sounded weird, even coming out of me. I know this sounds disturbing, but this is a true story. Now, again, I wasn't totally where I should have been with God at this time. Um, I don't believe I was operating under the anointing or the leading of the Holy Spirit. I was operating in the flesh. So why I'm saying that is because all this stuff legally could have happened in the Spirit because I wasn't in the right authority, right character, right place. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But I noticed the demon back off of the person a little bit when a certain tongue was spoke and it was the other tongue that's what was scary about this it didn't go away it just would back down a little bit but then when I start saying like Jesus or what I felt like I'm speaking in the Holy Spirit somehow out of his mercy it seemed like it agitated it, it just was like antagonizing it. so anyway um, I shouldn't have been in that place in the first place like I said I could cast it out I had another buddy come over. They just, we tried together. We couldn't cast it out. And after it was done, the person looked at my friend, looked at me, and he goes, you know why we couldn't cast that out? And I was like, why is that? It was like it saw too much weakness in us. It looked at us and saw too much weakness in us. And, man, I've had a lot of experience, different experiences with, like, supernatural things and stuff like that. So that's why when I said earlier, I know about these things. I've been there. Yeah. There is a different tongue that is not the Holy Ghost. Yeah. There has been times people, I had some friends, I'm not going to say where, but they went to a, we'll say a prayer meeting here in town. And of course, this was from their lips, but I do believe it just because I know things like this happen. But they were in this prayer group. 
and this one group was from Africa. Well, we know that a lot of witchcraft is very prevalent in Africa and stuff. Well, my friends were praying in English and praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, these African folks were praying too. And my friends took off. If I remember the story, they took off afraid because they said those people were praying curses on the church. Wow. Were praying curses on different stuff right there in the church. Wow. And, and I think what it was, was one of my friends, one of the girls that was with her was African. So she understood. Oh, wow. See, man, people are just oblivious to this stuff because a lot of people want to be. Mm. I'll believe it in the movies, but that's where it stays is the movies. Oh, yeah. I don't believe it in the now. And I'm yeah, just like, yeah. oh, man. No, spiritual stuff is real. Dude. I think it's more, the more real than, yeah, more real than we are, yeah. I think... Yeah, I think people know that deep down. It's just, yeah, just suppression and denial we like to put ourselves in to ignore, yeah, like you said, ignore things like that. Because you want to ignore something you don't understand, but it's, and I it's get there, that. it's real. I, yeah. I get that, man, because it's like, you know, but part of that's that, what you talked about earlier was that pride thing. Yeah. You know, is that like, uh, if I don't know it, if I don't understand it, if I can't control it, then yeah, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it or, yeah. you know, it's not for me. Yeah. And I'm just like. Yeah. Or even it, if you're scared of it, I mean, even, even fear comes out of pride. Yeah. And it, it all, it's all rooted in that same thing. And yeah. But what, you know, back to my original point with all that, I'm just saying we've got to come back to a place of holiness and fear of the Lord, man, yeah. we have got to come back to a place to where yeah. we respect, yes, our bodies is the temples as well, but we've got to respect the temple of God, the house of God, the motives of God, the kingdom of God. We have to come to a place, man, where we are putting him number one. Yeah. And yeah. everything in our life and making yeah. his house a holy place, a place of prayer again. Yeah. And you, you watch, man, over these next couple of years, there's going to be a lot more churches that are going to be exposed. Yeah. A lot more leadership's going to come out of repentance. Yeah. Some I've, leadership will just close I've their been doors. really excited this past year because I feel like I've heard, maybe it's just this little, I, I, mean, I don't even listen to a whole lot of stuff, but I feel like I've heard more. Killing some time. Yeah. 540. I feel like I've heard more of the message of repentance this past year than I've ever heard before. But then on the same time, I feel like there's probably, a, it might be split down the middle of the church or some one side's preaching repentance. The other side, I feel like, is is falling into this, this uh, and that's that's one thing that breaks my heart too. I feel like that you have the other side of the church. If one side preaching repentance, probably a minority actually, probably a remnant, and then a lot of the other church is getting swept away in everything that's going on in society, and they're taking love and calling they're calling acceptance love yeah. and becoming more and more unholy and more and more um uh it was man, it was it's this thought um i didn't even know this was called this but it, it was uh, i'd listen to something today and they were talking about lgbtq yeah. and then there was a at the end and i never heard the a before but the a is for allies because whoever's allied with them and and it just made me think about that and i was like they want allies or whether it's that movement or this movement or whatever they all want allies but I'm like I'm not going to be anybody's ally there's a difference between an ally and a friend right. and a friend will cut you open and slay you like they'll, they'll give you those sharp words that like hurt you when you need an ally an ally will 
dessert. Stand with you and stand for yeah. what you stand for. Yeah, but then as soon as it gets tough, they're gonna ditch you. You right. too. It's like a friend will stand there, like Lord of the Rings. A friend is Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam. That even when Frodo tries to run him off, he's still like is right there behind him, even like just carrying him on his like like that friend that's gonna tell you the hard things but stick with you through thick and thin it's like you don't want allies you want a friend and it's absolutely and and the church is like kind of drifting into this like wanting to be allies with these people because they think it's being loving but it's like it's not being loving if you were really loving you'd be a friend and you'd tell people what they need to hear and you'd call people to repentance not just the world but your your people in your congregation you yourself it's like everybody needs to be on their face right now and that's because i mean everybody can find a place of repentance in your heart and if you can't even if you don't feel like you have any sin like i get that if nothing convicts your conscience it's like you still is he number like you just said is he number one in your life in every area of your life and if he's not then there's somewhere you need to repent and it's like and if you say there isn't and that means there is because I'm like that's why that's that's one thing that gets me that's why repentance is always the right message because if you say if you have a thought in your head that says I don't need to repent well it's like well then there's some pride and yep. you do so but if the leaders of the churches would just take that position it's like not only you're leading the flock it's not just your church but the sinners of the world too like it's be drawn into that. People will see convict. People get convicted when they see stuff like well, that. Well, you're you're either essentially you're either leading them to heaven or you're leading them to hell. Yeah. yeah. A halfway message, a lukewarm message, you're leading them to hell. Yeah. A compromise message, you're leading them to hell. Yeah. yeah. A worldly message, you're leading them to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Man, it's just crazy. Like I, I was even I. It was like a while back. I was talking to Mike Jones about it because he he mentioned how like this this next generation coming up like he's he's heard prophecies or seen stuff before about like the generation all the big mega churches was kind of like a Saul generation he said now there's going to be like the David and and one thing that always goes in my head that I always associate with David is mercy and truth and I was like I do see that in the younger generation they seem to be way more merciful and more forgiving than the older generation but then there's this lack of truth and that's my biggest concern is like you said you have to tell people what they need to hear and it's like you can't just say oh here's all the mercy there's no truth it's like they have to go together you have to give them the truth and there has to be mercy with it but they have to have the truth it can't be this watered down message just lukewarm message like you said where it's like oh you're okay in your sin here's mercy it's like no yeah, I don't know. Oh, the scripture says, you know, broad is the way to destruction, narrow narrow is the way to life, man. Narrow is yeah. the way to salvation. And it, it it says in the end days, and I'm not saying that in the end days, like some of these people are going around acting like the last days were like literally like tomorrow's gonna be the day and I'm like, Oh, people <laughs> I'm like yeah. I, I just don't like debate and stuff, but yeah. I'm like, here's the deal. Just live every day your fullest for Jesus and yeah. don't worry about it. If it's tomorrow, it's tomorrow. If it's two years, it's two years. But here's the thing. What you do need to be concerned with is how you lived your life, but also what kind of example you lived in leading other people in their lives. So when you're the yeah. pastor of a church, it even says, Woe to those who want to be preachers of the gospel, for they'll be held in higher accountability. Yeah. They'll be held higher responsibility when they stand before the Lord. And they'll be like, Hey, man, you wanted to be a shepherd, you would probably.
shepherd, that's what I made you. What'd you do with it? Yeah. You know, did you lead your flock to the wolves to be destroyed? Or, or did you nurture your flock? Did you love them? Did you take care of them? And I love what you said because you have to have mercy and you have to have truth. You know, I feel like, man, honestly, let me read you something. The Lord gave me a word the other day. Uh, it was Wednesday, August 26, 2020 at 9 a.m. in the morning. And it's so interesting that we're talking about David, Goliath, all this sort of stuff. It said a huge shift is coming, exclamation point. Like dominoes, things are fixing to begin falling one right after another. Great change is coming. A new dynamic will soon be revealed. A new prerogative. A lot is fixing to transpire. Believers must not be took off guard. Prayer must arise, faith must arise, hope must arise. I am calling the singers, come forth, for we march for war. I am going to upset the enemy's plans one by one. A public shaming is coming. The enemy's plot will not succeed. Rain is coming. As the children sing, miracles are going to happen. The spirit of Goliath is trying to intimidate and conquer believers in fear, but I am raising up the Davids and fast. Goliath will not go down without true sons and daughters taking him on. War is on the doorstep. Believers must take and stand their grounds. Wow. That's good. And that's the word he gave me. That's good. Man, that's God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, I mean, right there, that was a short word, but he basically said a whole bunch of meat and one little thing. Like, yeah. man, sons and daughters, get ready. Yeah. Prepare, man mount up for war because and then I love how he included everything in that from the singers like they went out with Jehoshaphat when they fasted and prayed and they went out and singers went out the Levites yeah. went out and sung and the war was won with nobody even having a fight because yeah. the singers sang but then David I mean all the stuff we were talking about he said in that one meaty sandwich right there that sandwich yeah. word and man that's the truth it all comes back to the children the children <laughs> Yeah. And we're the children. Yeah. And that song, the blessing, think it not by coincidence that that song came out now when it came oh. out four or five Oh, ago. yeah. It that, is freaking awesome. That song is so good. Yeah. My five-year-old son listens to that song every day. It's so good. And it's just straight word for word out of the scripture. Yeah. It's, All these different countries have done versions of it now. It is It is so amazing, dude. It To me, honestly, there is such a depth to it. But man, the blessing is on your family for a thousand generations and your children, yeah. their children and their children. Yeah. Oh, I want to wow. eat, dude, at this yeah. table, man. That's because I'm thinking yeah. about my yeah. kids, yeah. but I'm thinking about God's kids, and I'm thinking about His kingdom for generation to generation. Yeah. The yeah. same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Don't you? Right yeah, no, I actually do. A lot of times you say that. So a lot of times right you'll say that. You'll be like, man, I feel Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. But not right now, I actually do. Yeah, I do. Like, as soon as you, like, you, I don't even know what you said, but you said something, and I literally, the air got thick and heavy. It's, I know that sounds weird and mystical for people listening, but you've, people, I think people understand that. You can feel when a, a, a different 
atmosphere. When somebody rooms, walks yeah. into your room, if there's stillness, you can feel the atmosphere change. You can, yeah. you can hear it kind of. Yeah. You can sense it. You can almost feel that electric charge. And man, even as we were sitting here just now, just even saying that, man, I felt this rush yeah. upon my spirit, the Holy Spirit, man. I felt this like. Yeah, especially. Just, I think it was that mention of that the generation, the generation too, and just like here. You know what I felt like just now? A cheer went up. Literally. Yeah. I feel like there's, man, I, I know I say stuff like this a lot just because, just trust me, I know they're here and I can tell you where they're yeah. at now. There's angels on this side. There's angels on this side. Nice. And when we were starting to say that a second ago, I it's like a football team, too. I felt like they were like, yeah! They raised their arms in victory. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel it. Oh, man. I actually feel it. Cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Cheering for this generation and their generation and their children and their children and their children. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So awesome. I felt those angels just, whoa. I just, I mean, like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like you'd see a cheerleading team, like throw cheerleaders up in the air, except it was like they were just like throwing, like declarations, throwing children up in the air, throwing like just praises to God. Just surround us right now, man. Surrounding us, the cloud of witnesses, and I, I can feel it, man. Heaven, I, I can feel like this plumb line from heaven in my heart, like connected to my heart right now, man. Of like, I just see like these. Everybody's got their fists balled up, not in violence, like they're ready to hurt each other, but in determination and excitement and anticipation. Like, you can do it. They're like, you guys are gonna do it. You guys are the generation. You guys are the generation. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Yeah. I just kind of like want to stand up in the middle of this restaurant and just like start screaming at man. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Make this path straight. And who would know what would even happen, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Man, he. I know at times when I say things like. Man, I feel his presence, and man, and, and part of that is because people don't always see like I see, because that's what I have been called to be, yeah. and I don't say that, man, with any arrogance whatsoever. I know. I've been called to be a seer. That's who I've been called to be. I've been called to be a prophet. That's what the Lord has called me to be. I didn't, I, I didn't appoint myself that. Yeah. Half the time, I don't even want it, just to be honest. I, I can it imagine. It is a dreadful, yeah. beautiful, heavy ugly, glorious, and hard call. I, I can imagine, yeah. But, that being said, there's times I see things that other people don't. Holy Spirit has to be like, don't get mad, don't get discouraged because they don't see it. Just like one, one of our friends, who I won't say for the name of tape, because I'm not trying, I'm not into embarrassing anybody, was like, yeah, I'm just doing all that angel stuff. And, all that blah 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 you, you know who I speak of and it grieved my heart because I was just like man you're not just a believer you're a son you have access to all of this 
I mean, dude, right now, even as we're sitting here and I'm looking at you and stuff, I can still feel the angelic, pre the presence of the Lord, but the angelic presence as well. Yeah. All around us right now, yeah. like, literally, I'm telling you, man, yeah. they're leaning in just like, wow. Yeah. Why? Because they long to look into the things of God, the things that are happening with the sons of God. And they're so excited, man. I'll never forget one time doing worship at these people's house, man. It was such a freedom in the house. It was just me. It was this married couple. It was just me and them. We were, we were just worshiping. And in my spirit, I closed my eyes. When I saw this angel, like, he looked so excited but inquisitive and was writing down on the scroll everything that I was singing. And I suddenly saw him go... He was writing it down on the scroll, like scribbling, 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 looking up occasionally, scribbling, scribbling, and then he went, and then he dashed off. Wow. I mean, just took off, man. That's cool. I mean, he didn't start walking, dude, or tumbling. I mean, this mug was like, and I knew where he was, like, I knew where he was going. He was taking these songs to the throne room. Wow. It was impromptu worship, singing to the Lord a new song. That's cool. Woo, he was taking these songs right to the heart of God. Wow. He was taking these new songs right to the heart of God. Wow. Dashing. I mean, as soon as they could be written, it, it was like they were being written in eternity. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, yeah. and one day, when we get to heaven, the scripture even says this. David said, you wrote down my, my tears and my prayers in the book of remembrance. That'd yeah. be a book. I was thinking about that. When you said the angels leaning, I was thinking about the exact same verse. Yeah, a book of remembrance is written. Yeah, for those like that, it talks about too. There were people talking about the Lord, and and he listens in, and a book of remembrance is written before him. Man, I feel fire in this room right now, man. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it, it feels it's more than just the angels like around us right now, but it's it's like I feel like a pathway that's going like back all the way to that back wall, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, the glory of God. I know that one uh, people were probably like, what the heck is going on in here, man? What's crazy, not long after that, a few days after that, I was reading this, uh, it's called the Elijah List. You can read it online. It's all these prophets, they give words, they give declarations, they give words, explanations, all this stuff's really cool. It's almost like a prophetic newsletter. It's basically what it is. They give all these words. Literally right after that, dude, when the Holy Spirit had said, I'm not saying that arrogant, but when he confirmed it even to me, talking about the glory because I knew we were feeling the glory that night. I know other people were kind of like, yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't, I'm not really feeling it. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. This lady started reading it. She gave the same word. Two different people gave the same word. One of them was talking about glory zones and the, and another one was talking about the Lord is revealing his glory. And I was like, boom, shakalaka. I was like, I need to make copies of this and take us to men's group so they know I'm not just a big cornflake with sugar. <laughs> That they know this is legit. Yeah, yeah. Because, man, I, I'm telling you, man, what I was feeling that night when we were in there and stuff like that, it was more than just like, ooh, I felt the anointing. No, I felt the majesty, man. Wow. Just like we felt just a second ago, sitting here at this table in Panera Bread on Hawthorne Parkway in Cleveland, Tennessee, at almost 6 o'clock in the evening, we just had an encounter. Yeah. With yeah. the most time. Yeah. A fiery, encapsulated, 
divine encounter with the Most High. Dude, I felt like literally we were sitting in a little bistro just now in heaven. Yeah, yeah, Did it not feel like yeah, that? Yeah, I feel almost like weirdly, almost yeah. like we were transported to heaven and yeah. we're sitting there and all these people are just cheering and they're like, uh-huh. yes, about the things yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Because it's the same thing they're talking about in heaven yeah. on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Earth as it is in heaven. Uh, well, who knows the will of God better than the people who are around Him on a daily basis? Wow. On earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Man, this is my heart, yeah. and this is what I believe is His heart as well. For people to come into an encounter, the old things aren't going to work anymore. Yeah. The old dreams, the old visions, the old ways of doing things are not going to work anymore. Yeah. And people. What we're going to see happen more and more is people are going to be trying to pack this new wine. Some of them are going to accept it. And, oh, man, when they do, the sky's the limit, bro. Heaven has come to earth. Some of them, though, are going to try to put this in old wineskins, and it's going to just burst out through the bottom, and it's going to be empty constantly, and they're going to wonder what the crap's going on because that's what's happening. Yeah. Some of them are just kind of trying to keep doing what they've been doing, which is putting something in there that doesn't go in there in the first place. And from that, I believe the Lord's just going to remove. Yeah. Man, I want that new wine. Me too. Me too. I want to yeah. I want to be an ambassador of the Lord and an ambassador of heaven. Yeah. You know, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What do you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Heaven is in you, man. That's what Jesus said. He said the kingdom of heaven is right. Yeah, so yeah. it's there, but it's here, and it's yeah. here now. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, stuff like what we just experienced a second ago, yeah. man, this is commonplace, dude. Yeah. And it's just going to get more and more intense for you and yeah. for me yeah. and for others who really want him. Because here, here's the kicker. Let me get up close to the recording. He wants to show himself to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not trying to make it a big secret. Yeah. He wants to show himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. He gets excited when we get excited. They get excited when we get excited. But too many people say, no, I don't believe in all that. Immediately quenches the flame. Even Jesus said in his own hometown that only a few could be healed. When you, when you would look at it, when Jesus would go to heal somebody in, like in Nazareth, he put them out of the room. Why did he put them out of the room? They didn't believe. Yeah. Their unbelief was quenching faith. But for the ones who did believe and the ones who did have faith, see, we're full circle, we're back to faith now. For yeah. the ones who really believed and had faith, man, miracles happened. Yeah. And that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And not just sometimes. No. Jason, no. Yeah. Every day. He's a 24-7 Miracle-loving, miracle-giving, miracle-performing machine. Yeah, and it's a... Man, I don't know what it is, too. There's a, a... A humble atmosphere that I think goes along with the miracles and stuff. Because I... I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, even that men's group... Like, it's a... A humble group of guys. And hungry, hungry guys. And... And, uh... Like, I mean, how many times, like... You'll get words in there. You'll get prophecies. Um, like uh, another guy in there will give tongues and interpretation has been happening. Um, people have gotten healed. It's like, and it's kind of the point where like, I was just thinking about the other day. I'm like, it's almost like it doesn't surprise me when it happens there. It's weird. 
But it's like, it would surprise me if those things happened in church, I think. But there, it's like, it's not surprising. I'm like, oh, it's like, so he'll start speaking in tongues again. And then I'm just like waiting there. I'm like, oh, someone will get the interpretation. And then someone gets it. And then, or like praying for someone healing. It's like, well, let's all get together. This, this person's hurting right now. And they get healed or get relief or something. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's not a rarity. In, the, in that atmosphere it's weird it's like a common thing and it's not even surprising to me like I think I went home one, after one Monday night and I mentioned it to someone in my family and I was like because like, they, they have the last comments group is and I'm like oh it's good and then I thought about it and I like told them I was like actually all this stuff happens in men's group and it's not weird that it happens there but it was I'm like it's yeah it's cool it's like science and wonder and they're not on a huge large scale but they're there yeah. It's the book of Acts. Yeah. We're doing Bible stuff. <laughs> We're doing Bible stuff. We're doing yeah. Bible stuff. We're doing Sunday school stuff. We're meeting <laughs> together in one place, having things in common. Yeah. One spirit, one accord. And yeah. we're showing up with faith and expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And those are all the ingredients right there to have an absolute explosion. Yeah. And and the Lord is tired, man. He's convicting my heart even through this too. He's tired of stopwatch Christianity. Yeah. Let's just get yeah. into it for 20 seconds and, oh, stop, time's up. Let's go to KFC. Yeah. yeah. Oop, time's up. You know, the Lord surely has done everything he wants to do, but he hasn't. Yeah. He's just like getting started. Yeah. And and man, for the people who are hungry, blessed are the hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they'll be filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be filled, man. Yeah. They'll One be thing filled. I like went through my head too and I don't know if I should mention it is like you just it was whenever you were talking about the generations to come and you being a father and having kids and like how much that is big on your heart and it was just that thought of the holy living the fear of God and living holy and living righteously it's like that's not even for me or you it's not to benefit ourselves like Jesus wasn't righteous for himself it's the same thing it's like you don't you're trying to lead and guide the flock and future generations and you're not even because I mean I could go out and get drunk and still go to heaven and all that stuff it's like it's not about that it's not about me it's not about you it's about it's about and, it, and I don't even have kids and it makes me want to cry thinking about the younger people than I am the generation that's coming up because I'm like I know how hard it is right now and I don't want to give them any justification saying like like that oh it's okay they're, they live this way that way because they've got it so hard but it's like there's so many distractions and now and it's like there's all these distractions in the world there's all this stuff going on you can turn on Netflix whatever and people are just not that those things are bad but they're distractions and now all these other things are entering into the culture and they, people are getting swept away mm-hmm. and that's what's sad and it's like it's not about holy call the holiness call the it's not about even saving my own soul or your own soul. It's about generation, generation, generation. It's like that's what it's about. And that's what's, I don't yeah. know. No, that's awesome, dude. I'm seeing it in my five-year-old son. He comes up every other day. He's asking to have communion. Wow. true communion and stuff, man. Yeah. He'll pray. He's, he listens to the blessing every day and knows all the words. Yeah. He'll start singing and he'll start speaking and... He'll start praying, and his prayers are so simple, but they're beautiful. He's just like, Lord, we can't do this without you. Wow. He's like, God, he's like, we're, we thank you for your blood. Protect us. And, and I hear him praying things that I've prayed. Wow. And he came up to me one day and said, Dad, you taught me how to pray. I mean, that's something, dude, wow. that like, 
30-year-old goes up and tells a dad that's 50 or 60 years old, you taught me how to pray. My five-year-old son is coming up, raising hands and worshiping, saying, Dad, you taught me how to pray. I know how to pray, Dad, because you taught me how to pray. Yeah. He's aware of the spiritual things. He's aware yeah. of God. He, he, he loves God. Yeah, and I've I've listened to him when he was praying, and I felt the Lord's heart even as he was praying as as a father to me, but as a father to him. And dude, I felt this pride swell up in the Lord's heart, just like that little man. He's like that. He has my heart. Yeah. He has yeah. my heart. Yeah. He has my heart. This is my beloved son. I'm well pleased. And yeah. As a dad, like you said, I'm just sitting there like. This is fantastic. Yeah. I'm like, because like you said, it's not just about us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not. and then. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I know if, if, I mean, I bet if you saw your son start to drift away, you would beg God, let me take my place. Let me take his place. Like, I mean, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's saving your own soul. It's not about that. Like, if you could have it your way, you would take his place in any area if where you see destruction. And so, like, yeah, it's like, that's the heart cry we need to have for like a generation my heart man is that the lord will empower me and and preserve me to be such a man after his own heart that my son will see that and be so hungry that he'll never want to depart that he'll never want to drift from god like david will be a man after god's own heart that my daughter shall be a woman after god's own heart that'll say you know what when i grew up all these other kids were doing this, that, and the other. That I watched my parents. Sure, they made mistakes. I watched them fight and bicker and argue sometimes, and this, that, and the other. But man, my parents loved God. They always put God number one. They always made sure we knew God was number one. Our hearts are ablaze for God, and never even want to have the desire to drift away because yeah. they are so enamored with the desire for God in the supernatural and in the signs and wonders of Holy Spirit and the awesomeness of what's fixing to come upon this earth, man, for true believers. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. they're going to see this. This new generation is going to see this come out in 3D. Yeah. They're going to see this this new vision. They're going to see these. They're going to want that honey. Dude, they're going to be ready to be running over giants. Yeah. Playing hopscotch over giants' heads to get to the next giant slots their heads off, man. Yeah. They're they're gonna they're gonna be they're yeah. ready, yeah. and it's like you said, we're the leaders, man. We're we're the ones who are we're the ones who are filling the containers. Servants, we're filling the containers so yeah. that their containers are full. Man. Yeah, yeah. But see, there's yeah. got to be more, man. You know what came over me earlier, dude? When I was in my prayer spot, I, I was I was almost like, man, I, I wish everybody like we could just meet over at Mike's place about an hour before we actually get all the stuff started and really just pray. Oh, I mean, yeah. just get in there and pray. I don't mean yeah. just like about just whatever and all that. I'm talking about targeted, specific, getting together, holding hands, dude, agreeing the power of agreement and praying, dude. Yeah. Like getting down and dirty and praying yeah. and being like, we pray for this city. We're praying for these five cyclones that are trying to form right now and stuff. I was already praying about them earlier and praying them down. I said, well, get your hand and squeeze them things down to nothing more than a rainstorm. Yeah. Prayer, yeah. getting a hold of God's heart, man, and activating who yeah. He is and who we are. Yeah. What time is it? I don't know. You gotta check yours. <laughs> we uh, we'll probably edit out. Ooh, I guess. We should. That's but time. um, yeah, I think Mike.